Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also check us out if you're at work. Uh, get us at WILKnewsradio.com. It's 409. Um, U.S. dollars up 0.63%. Let me see what the weather is. 84 degrees. Says some uh, heavy rain coming in later this evening when the cold front moves in. But it's 84 and partly cloudy, partly sunny, however you want to look at it. Um, Just going through the text messages here and asking me, Rob, do you really think you own your property? Try not paying property tax for two years because all your savings have been eaten up by other taxes. Inflation, illness, and your age has rendered you useless and unable to work any longer. The government allows you to share your property with them, but is it really your land? I get a, do you really own it? Uh, I, I get what you're saying, and there's, there's all too many times that people are in that position. Um, hopefully, hopefully I'm not. And somebody uh, was talking about plastic bags, the, the war on plastic bags in the store. We've seen that here, but this whole Weiss experiment, and if there's anyone from the Weiss Corporation listening out there, I do shop at Weiss. That's where we do our primary shopping. Don't do that. I mean, you're not Aldi. Don't become like Aldi. I mean, what is it? You put a quarter in and get your shopping cart. You want me to buy your product, make it easy to buy your product. It's sort of like the, the self-checkout. You know, it's it's annoying. To the point where I've left a shopping cart there because the thing kept screwing up. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't need to be dealing with that. The prices didn't go down in the store because you have a self-checkout. Matter of fact, prices are still increasing. Now, if it's because you can't get employees, I doubt that. You know, I know people who have applied up there. The kids in the local school districts looking for their jobs as they should be to become responsible young adults in their minimum wage jobs. It's the way it's supposed to work. Oh, I digress. We'll move on from there. Um, There were a bunch of meetings this week in Lackawanna County. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go through the meetings and what went on, and then I'm going to highlight some things about the meeting. Um, A former Scranton police officer will soon have a new beat in the Lackawanna County prison. The prison board uh, voted 6-0 to to hire Joseph Harris in a newly created job of internal investigator at its meeting Wednesday. His salary will be $70,000 a year. Warden Tim Betty said Commissioner uh, said, Warren Tim Betty said that the salary would be $70. Commissioner Debbie Dominic was absent. Uh, Betty said Harris will oversee internal affairs, which means he's investigating allegations of wrongdoing by prisons guards and other staff, which is a good thing. I have no problem with the right people with investigators that have investigative experience looking at people who are doing things wrong, especially people in a position of power like police officers, like prison guards. That's a great thing. So I'm glad they hired someone like that that's in there. Um, He'll also investigate allegations of inmate wrongdoing. He's going to do gang work where he's identifying and verifying gang members. That's a great asset in our correctional institutions. The police departments work hand-in-hand with that type of activity because 
that's where the the infrastructure of gangs as at is at its purest inside jails and if you don't realize that you don't know really what's going on in our prisons and jails the gangs operate the prison guards and the prison itself may incarcerate and watch over them but make no mistake the gangs are what operate the facility in their own little infrastructure inside the gang. So I'm glad he's going to be doing that type of work. Uh, He's going to be working with various police agencies and always have contact with police agencies because unfortunately, say we have two inmates get into a fight if uh, it raises to the level of a criminal offense of assault, we have to call the police. A lot of people don't realize that, that if an inmate assaults another inmate in jail or there's a crime in that jail, they call the police. Police come in and rearrest that prisoner, take them out of prison sometimes, reprocess them, bring them to court, and then they go back to prison for the charge they were originally there for and the additional charge. So these are all good things. Um, they're looking to beef up the investigatory abilities in the jail, which, again, is a good thing on all cases, be it inmate on inmate for the safety of the inmates, be it inmate on correction officer for the safety of the officers and for the safety of everyone if any if any officer is doing wrongdoing beating the system doing whatever they're doing uh which is uh, i'm sorry you know you can use the best vetting person you can you can use the best best vetting system you can people still slip through the cracks and that goes for anywhere look at the current president we have um in other business they promoted a prison guard to a lieutenant uh, where the county sheriff who sits on the prison board abstained because he had prior history with the the new lieutenant. And they voted to invest the prison canteen money with the Pennsylvania Government Investment Trust for six months. So it looks like the uh, prison canteen money has $874,901 in it. So rather than it just sit there in an account like anything else, like any bank, like what they do with our Social Security money, they are putting it with uh, in the Pennsylvania Local Government Investment Trust for six months, which means the Pennsylvania Local Government Investment Trust will use that money for other projects somewhere in Pennsylvania. The money will earn interest at an annual rate of 5.74%. So that's what went on at the prison board meeting. Now, you recall at the beginning of that, I said uh, Commissioner Debbie Dominic was absent from that meeting. Again, she sits on that board. It's one of the duties she has. So I wanted to start there. The other meeting we had was the Lackawanna County Commissioner's Office had their meeting. And they're stating this Youth and Family Services Action Plan is due soon. But by soon, they mean a couple of weeks. It's already been a couple of weeks, but they're going to work on it and do stuff in a couple of weeks. Lackawanna County should be ready to release its plan to improve the Child Protection Agency in the next couple of weeks, Chief of Staff Brian Jeffers said Wednesday. In response to a question, Jeffers said that the county will not comment further because the criminal case pending against four current Office of Youth and Family Services staffers and a retired caseworker. The four are on paid administrative leave. Now it goes into the charges. 
We've talked about them before. That's fine. County Department of Health and Human Services Director William Browning developed an action plan at the request of Commissioner Chris Chermak late last month. But county officials delayed its release. They say they want to work with Browning on a final draft. So does that mean his plan wasn't good enough? Does that mean his plan needing fine-tuning? Does his plan need oversight? Was his plan not up to par? It's already been three weeks, but we have to wait another three weeks. Not only we have to wait these now possibly six weeks, the children out in Lackawanna County have to wait. And again, it goes into how the State Department of Human Services downgraded the county's agency's license from full to provisional. We do that. In six months on June 23rd, citing dozens of violations. And we all know that Browning, the head of the County Health and Human Services, has blamed the staffing shortages and issues worsened by what he called an ethically challenged and legally questionable police investigation. Again, attacking the investigation, not this department, not his actions as a leader, the department. Other businesses that the commissioners took out at their commissioner's meeting. They honored the Mid-Valley High School softball team for winning the PIAA AAA state championship last, last month. Congratulations, girls. Um, it's a great accomplishment. Um, going through it, see the other business they've done. They ratified applications, authorized the completion of forms necessary to receive Department of Transportation grants. Normal commissioner's business. But the things that jumped out at me are these. They tabled the reappointment to the County Workforce Development Board. Both terms were t- would expire June 30th, 2026. Commissioner Jerry Notariani said he did not have time to review them. They appointed County Commissioner Chermak to the Board of Health. For a term expiring January 9th, he replaces Commissioner Debbie Dominic, who said it made more sense to hand over the duty to Chermack because he might be in office next year and she won't be. She did not seek re-election. They tabled the uh, appointment of several individuals for the County of Lackawanna Transit System Board. Dominic said she did not have time to review them. And then they appointed a bunch of other people. Now, as a taxpayer in Lackawanna County, first of all, let's go with William Browning, the head of Health and Human Services, and the debacle he calls an agency that's being targeted for the police for unethical reasons. You know he's the fifth highest paid employee in Lackawanna County? As a taxpayer, I think we should expect more from him. And then you have Jerry Notariani, who makes... $88,680 $88,680 last year, and Deborah Dominic, who made $85,509 last year, as per openpayroll.com. They don't have the time to review their agenda. This is their job. It's their only job. And if they're doing something else, they, they get paid for a full-time job. There were maybe 10 things on this agenda. They couldn't handle two of them because they didn't have time to review them. This is who we're paying $85,000 a year for. They've already checked out. They're useless. 
That's why one didn't run again and the other one was booted out. Lackawanna County, we need to do better. We need to do better across the board. And I've held all the county commissioners accountable for this children and youth issue. None of them have stepped up to the plate the way it should be. Not a single one. And I don't care about your party. But these two are useless. 421 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. Well, thank you, Rob. This Penteladata internet traffic update brought to you by Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. It is very frustrating on 81 northbound as you pass Clark Summit to below the speed limit and crawl through construction. We also have a backup 80 westbound because of the road work going on there. And there is some slowing 81 southbound in the Wilkesbury area. You may find some slowing in both directions between Scranton and Wilkesbury as well. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Today, it mixes sun and clouds with an isolated shower in the upper 80s. Tonight, cloudy with thund- thunderstorms and showers, low 67. Friday, spotty showers and storms, high 82. Saturday, mostly sunny and less humid, high 80. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 83. It's currently 84 degrees, sun and clouds outside at 422 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 426, 84 degrees and mostly cloudy. You know, it just angers me when they supposedly have these meetings to do our business that they're paid to do. And they've checked out already, these county commissioners. They've checked out. They, they're they not reviewing the agenda that's before them that they probably have days to, to, to look over. What's the day-to-day actions of our county commissioners? And then one of the county commissioners, Debbie Dominic, sits on the, the corrections board, the prison board, and doesn't even show up to the meeting. She's checked out, but still getting a paycheck. It's good. She didn't run for office again. It's good. And it just angers me that uh, that that's where we're at. Because it's our tax dollars paying this $85,000, $86,000 a year. And it's uh, we need to learn and do better. And we were talking about electric vehicles and the all-of-the-above process and such. And I know when I've looked into it, looked at where our chargers are as relation to my house, and, and I know that the closest charger at all is 24 miles from my house. Now, if I were to get an electric vehicle, which it doesn't make sense for me to get where I live and my, my commuting or driving habits or my family's habits at that, but if I lived in a suburban area 20 minutes from where I worked, you know, it would maybe be a better alternative. But... I'm not driving to Montage Mountain to charge my vehicle. I'm not charge, uh, driving, you know, 24 miles. I think Motor World or somewhere over that area has another one. There's maps that you can look. That you know, they're they're very good at letting you find one, but they're just not around. But the region's first fast EV chargers in operation at the plaza off of I-81 in Luzerne County, right here in our backyard. Um, it's at the Envo Travel Plaza. Exit 155 off of Interstate 81. And uh, it's a direct current fast electric vehicle charger, which is exactly what it says it is. It's the fast charger. Now, I looked into what that means. Now, a fast charger, 
a direct current like this is. Now, there's only two of them, mind you. They charge your vehicle between 20 minutes and an hour up to 80%. So it takes 20 minutes to an hour to charge your vehicle to an 80% charge. Now, Envo said the new units are the first publicly available fast EV chargers in Northeast Pennsylvania and the only fast chargers available to the public on 81 from Harrisburg to the New York border. Let me say that again. They said these are the first publicly available fast EV chargers in Northeast Pennsylvania and the only fast chargers available to the public on I-81 from Harrisburg to New to the New York border. Harrisburg to the New York border. I'm at exit 202. Harrisburg is what, exit 70, 68? And then you have another 28 miles to the border up near Binghamton. But they want to do away with combustible engine cars and this is exactly what we're talking about i i this surprised me that there were there were no others that these are the first and only and there's two of them so you get there and there's four cars in front of you i mean how many cars travel i-81 20 minutes to an hour each just to get you to 80 percent Are we looking for trouble at these things? Say you're at 60%, but there's three cars waiting for you. Are those three cars waiting going to start to harass you because you're only at 60%? And maybe 60% is not going to get you to where you're going? If you're taking a trip, a long trip, do you have 20 minutes to an hour, two or three times in there? They're rushing this, and this is, seems to be the, the catch-all. And, and I understand they're planning more. And they even say it. You know, There needs to be within 30 miles of each other, or else the growth of EVs is not going to happen. Somebody said right in the story. Somebody there. A lot of people I talk about buying EVs are worried about the charging infrastructure. You know why? Because there, re- there really isn't any charging infrastructure. Now, Envo has 40 travel plazas and gas stations, 23 quick-service and full-service restaurants, and six hotels in northeast and central Pennsylvania and upstate New York. Now, they're just exploring and putting more of these in. But at what point does it become the norm? At what point does it become readily available? We are putting the the, the cart before the horse again. And again, there's only two of them, from Harrisburg to Binghamton. And I said, there are chargers at Montage Mountain, but these say they're the only fast chargers in all of Northeast Pennsylvania. Now, I've seen people sit up in uh, on Montage Mountain for, for more than an hour. I've seen the same cars there, gone in to eat at one of the restaurants there, come out, and they're all still sitting there again, either outside in a lawn chair, sitting in their car, watching YouTube on their screen. And there must be Tesla chargers there because there are always Teslas there. Yeah, there are charging stations around. There's different grades of, of 
of charging stations. There's your trickle chargers, which take 8 to 12 hours to charge you. There's, you know, your, your, your medium range. And th- these are your fast, rapid chargers. But it's not there yet, but they are forcing it down our throats. And I'm not against it. I'm against the excelling of it before an infrastructure is in place. And I know PennDOT, I've I, I heard the plans. They're planning to put them in our rest areas. They're planning to put them here. They're planning to put them there. It's not that easy. These are dedicated direct current chargers. There needs to be new cables dropped. There needs to be new electrical run, new meters put in, trenches dug because a lot of our, our electric is underground. It's not just as simple as popping two chargers you know, in, in two spaces in a rest area and painting you know, electric vehicle on it or painting the spot green. There is the infrastructure in place to get the electric, the current, the, the, the needed current to these chargers. And again, we're digging up our roads. We're digging up everywhere we need to go to get that extra power there. Our rest areas have the power equivalent to run a rest area. Some of them even have the big diesel generators to back up the rest area so you can use the restrooms and such like that in power outages. I've seen them. I just passed a bunch of them going up to New York State. How are they going to handle electric vehicles? It's interesting. It's 4.33 here at WIK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 439. It's a point of the show where we honor our police officers across the nation who made the ultimate sacrifice. 83 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice across our nation, five of them from here in Pennsylvania. I'm going to start with enforcement agent Ernest Joseph Gray Jr., Pennsylvania Public Utility Commission, 1984, succumbed to injuries sustained in an automobile accident while patrolling. Police officer Joseph Oshura and Barry Carper of the Harrisburg Police Department were killed in an automobile accident at the end of a three-mile-long pursuit while chasing a stolen vehicle shortly after 1.30 a.m. Police officer Edward W. Edwin Shearer, Quakertown Borough Police Department, 1936, suffered a fatal heart attack while running towards the intersection to clear the traffic in order to let fire trucks through. Chief of Police, Police, John Tobia Ruth, Lehman Township Police Department, 1930, was shot and killed while investigating a murder that had occurred the previous day. Chief of Police Charles W. Dimmock, Tawanda Borough Police Department, in 1890, died after falling from a railroad bridge while attempting to arrest a group of hobos who were riding on the Lehigh Valley Railroad freight train. And that's our five from this area in Pennsylvania. And our thanks go out to all our first responders always because uh, no one knows better than I do what goes on when you answer that call to 911. You respond regardless of who's on the other end of that line. That's our EMTs. That's our firemen, our volunteer firemen, our paid firemen, and our law enforcement everywhere from our game commission to our truck enforcement to our state police to the local township police. You are all appreciated. Thank you. And don't believe anything you see in the media, and from the people who just want to cause division in this world because they're not the majority out there, and the majority sick and tired of them demonizing what's good in this nation. And uh, we won't allow it. We're already seeing it. We're already seeing the pushback because of it. And, um, you know, we, uh, we, we need to stand up to those things. 
You know, it's uh, it's ridiculous we're angry over a song that came out months ago simply because someone with a platform wanted to be angry about it and put it out there. And, and it's continuing. You know, it's 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 getting its traction, but it's not the majority. Then that's why the song in the video is number one. It's it's just simply not the way it is. I mean, but then you have morons like this. Uh, what's her name? Sonny Liston on The View. She attacked, uh, you know, Jason Aldean's hometown of Macon, Georgia. Said it's one of the most racist places in this country. That's what she said on national TV. Large audience, The View. It's the most racist place in this country. Well, then they broke down Macon, Georgia. It's 54% black and 39% white. It's very diverse. What is she talking about? They spew these things without any facts. They spew these things without any knowledge about anything. They just want... Division. And it's up to us to not feed into that. It's up to us to uh, not let that be the norm. You know, they, they say because of the, the, uh, the courthouse, there was a lynching there in 1920. Well, then they went back because he filmed it in front of here, and it's a song about lynching. Well, that, that's a stretch, if you look at the words. It has nothing to do with that. And like I said yesterday, and I'm not going to get into it again today, but there's a big difference between proposing violence and responding to it when it comes to you. And that's what I believe that song's about. But they looked at that courthouse, and a Hannah Montana Disney video was filmed in front of that courthouse. Um, Paramount Pictures uh, filmed a, a country Christmas in and around that courthouse. It's just uh, crazy. What's going on there? It's 4.43 here. It's uh, time for the weather. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Today, a mix of sun and clouds with an isolated shower, upper 80s. Tonight, cloudy with thunderstorms and showers, low 67. Friday, spotty showers and storms, high 82. Saturday, mostly sunny and less humid, high 80. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 83. It's currently 84 degrees and mostly cloudy, mostly sunny, however you want to look at things. At 443, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 446, 84 degrees with sun and clouds outside. Hopefully you're on your way out the door shortly if you're working that 9 to 5. Get out of there and do what you need to do. I know we all have our chores to do. It looks like I'm not going to be cutting grass when I get home today, but hopefully you're able to if you need to. And hopefully you have grass to cut. It's a beautiful thing uh, when you go home and you can sit on your front porch. I, I, I love it. I, 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 take it. I don't take it for granted each and every day. I'm thankful for the life I have and uh, the things I have in my life, the people I have around me, both family and friends, the people I've surrounded myself with. And I try and focus on that stuff. I know we talk about a lot of things here, but even you guys, I mean, the text messages I get, the things I get where, uh, you know, even if you don't like the things I say, even if you don't agree with me 90% of the time, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate your input. I listen to your input. So that's what's part of what we talk about here. That's why we talk here. Uh, you can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Let me go to the phone now. We have uh, Tommy from Blakely on electric vehicles. Tommy. How you doing, Rob? Hey, take it easy. You're going to have a stroke. You're all fired up today. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Pocono's going. You guys were talking about Pocono before, and I called up earlier today, and they are pretty much all sold out. So that's a good thing. So we got that going on. That's that, good. But, uh, did, you get, did you get tickets or you couldn't get tickets? 
No, no. Well, it's, they got level 200, but I don't want to spend $90 to sit on hot bleach, right? I always like the infield where you can, you know, cook out and eat and relax. And I guess they changed it. It's all camping in there. It's like three days. You got to do it. So I'll just go to qualifying and enjoy it. Good uh, for you. Imagine if Biden gets his way, uh, NASCAR will be electric vehicles, and they'll be like, drivers, um, just go that way really quietly. You know, and the pit stops will be like two hours long to charge the batteries, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have you're gonna have to you're gonna need three day camping for a trade race like that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> He's still in the pits. <laughs> Having a hot dog over there. <laughs> Jake is in the control booth already making his protest signs to go to Washington if that happens. Right? You got to hear that noise. You hear that 20 miles away when you hear those cars thundering down that straightaway. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I've been to NASCAR races before. This is going to be my wife's first. So, uh, you know, I got her headphones, uh, so she, she'll be good to go. But she's like, do I really need these? Um, yeah, honey, <laughs> yeah, honey, no. Just put, it, just, put them in your, just put them in your purse. Maybe you'll use them. Maybe you won't. It's like going to a Who concert. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, you know, the thing I love about NASCAR is, like, they really treat... The military, the first responders, all our men and women out there, they, you know, the invocations, how many sports to say actually a prayer, you know, nobody, you ain't nobody going to take a knee, you know. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, a great, it's a great day. And, and again, people like to give it a bad rap. They like to make fun of it. It's, it's oh, America. Well, I, 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 I love it. I love yeah, everything about I'm it. I'm a guy, I like cars. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I may go like for like be a deadhead and just go up there and just wander through the parking lot and try and find tickets. Hey, <laughs> hey, you might luck out. You might luck out. <laughs> I'll just sit in the parking lot, and make a hot dog, drink a beer. You know, well, <laughs> hey, you're still part of the event, right? It's still part of the weekend. Absolutely, you, I can you, hear it. You can say you were there. I'll be like the poor kid peeking through the window at the shows, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and now we can watch it on our phone anyway, so you probably get a better seat doing that. Yeah, it's not the same, though. Yeah, no, no doubt. Tommy, well, I hope I see you there, Tommy. I appreciate the call. All right. You have a great day, man. Thank you. You too. It's uh, 4.50 here at WIK. Time for traffic. Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm a late, Rob, but, you know, we have other stations in the building, too, and <laughs> sometimes things happen. So you're saying the other stations are more important than, than, well, actually, than your I, station? <laughs> yeah, I just got, um, yeah, I had to go into the one station. I and had then, to go into the one yeah, station. Sorry. Uh, this traffic update brought to you by Penteladata Internet. There is a backup on 81 northbound between Wilkesbury Bear Creek and the Pittston exit that'll hold you up a bit. I, it looks like they're doing road construction at this time. Uh, we also have some construction, of course, on 81 northbound above Clark Summit. You're going to dip below the speed limit, and then you're crawling through construction in that area. Road work on 80 West causing a backup by Bloomsburg and heavy traffic heading into the back mountain on Route 309, the Memorial Highway, causing some issues. <laughs> And some people out there who already think they're in the NASCAR race, by the way. Do you, you know when we get out here, you, as long as you're playing sound effects in my back, in the background. You know when you, you're on um, Route 315 out here, do you know what the speed limit is on 315? 35? I think 35 or 45 tops, right? Yeah. Well, I don't... People tend to think that it's a lot faster for some unknown reason. So that might be sound effects right from the outside coming in. This is freeway ambience noise to sleep. 
I don't want to hear this when I sleep. I, I don't know. I was, I was trying to get more traffic horns and people yelling, giving the finger to people. And, you know, I, I wanted to. Uh, That's music to sleep. By. I don't know. Oh, just let me let me sleep. I mean, in I a listen, median on 81. I, I have the, the thunderstorms I put on. You know, we have the ocean waves we put on sometimes to, to, to put out the ambient noise because I, I have I suffer from bad tinnitus in one of my ears. So okay. if it gets too bad, I put that on. It kind of helps with it. Oh, really? That, but that's that? no, not that's freeway noise. <laughs> No but way. a thunderstorm or, or waves crashing. <laughs> thunderstorm or waves crashing, I could see that. But who who can sleep in traffic? I maybe that's for truck drivers who, when they get home and it's quiet, they're just they're, not used to it. They're not used to it. Yeah. Or their wives or husbands are yelling at them, and they just rather hear the truck noise. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's what we get with. Uh, it's four fifty-two here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4.55, almost 4.56 here, 82 degrees and partly sunny. Remember that cold front's going to come in later today and um, talk, uh, uh, going to send, <laughs> lost my train of thought there. That cold front's going to come in today and uh, give us some showers. Um, Jake, on the phone line, is that someone waiting or... Got it. Uh, there was no subject there. Let me see. We got uh, someone talking about Jason Aldean. Who do we got on the line? Joe. Joe from Berwick. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm pretty much working if it's daylight hours. So I, I catch people like you to get my news because you're more credible than any mainstream source. And oh, I appreciate I've that. Been, well, I've been hearing about this. So I'm wondering if you can tell me. What what happened here? What what sin against the pagan idolatry of progressivism did Jason Aldean commit? Well, Jay, this song uh, has been out since May, so it's been out. It's been okay. playing on all the radio stations. The video's been out, and uh, he's been a vocal advocate against the Black Lives Matter protests that turned into riots, that turned into burning cities down. And because of that, and because of the news footage from those riots, from those criminal acts, are in his video. Someone dug back and said, well, the, that courthouse that he's filming his video in front of back in 1920 host a, link, a lynching, and it just set off the mob on the left to, uh, you know, attack him. And uh, CMT canceled his uh, video on the air for their platform, which then gave it more uh, credibility. And, uh, you know, you had people drawing lines in the sand. And, and when you look at it, it's just that the arguments are ridiculous. You had Sheryl Crow make it more of a gun control issue. You had, you know, people that support Black Lives Matter make it, you know, a racist lynching issue. So everybody's kind of morphing off in their own, you know, podium or their own soapbox to, to be angry at this. But... Needless to say, the, the song is number one on Apple iTunes. The song has skyrocketed. He's come out and basically said, I'm not going to apologize for this. But when you look back at the facts, that, 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 that courthouse where this was filmed, a, a Disney Hannah Montana video was filmed in front of this courthouse. Paramount Pictures filmed a country Christmas a movie in front of this courthouse but you know someone went back in history and they had to go back what a hundred years to find something bad happened there and they could be angry about it and that's basically all well, it is well these these people would make the Khmer Rouge blush you know with their but you know you know something uh interesting I remember when the Black Lives Matter riot was going on in Philadelphia there was a man, now this is, this was a, an ethnically black man who made, put out a video on Facebook, and he stood there uh, by himself, 
and said, if you want to burn down this uh, drugstore, you're going through me and you're going over my dead body because he said, somebody's grandmother needs medication tonight and you ain't taking it away from her. So I, I wonder what that man's opinion on Black Lives Matter is. If he, if he and Jason Aldean might share some of the same racist views. And, and, and acts like that happen in cities across the nation. I, you know, I happen to be friends with David Dorn's wife. And, you know, he was a, a former police officer, a black man who was murdered protecting a building during those riots. Uh, great, it's great from hearing from you today. Yeah, well, well, thank you. It's, it's great hearing from you, and I'll continue to get my news from you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Sounds All great. Right. Uh, it's almost 5 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. I think we uh, hit Jason Aldean enough. It's a lot of nothing to be angry about something. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after this.